I am so thrilled to be tackling the subject of shedding and what you should be doing if you've been vaccinated, as well as burnout. If you've been awake to everything and you've been trying to communicate it with others and trying to open their eyes as well, how that can lead to burnout and so much more with Dr. Northrup, Dr. Christiane Northrup. She's coming on because we had a wonderful, if you've missed it, a wonderful panel discussion. OBGYNs speak. That was back on March 8th. And we just continue to have so many people watching this and learning alongside all these wonderful OBGYNs that we had alongside Dr. Northrup with Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Biss, Dr. McDyer, and RN Michelle Gershman. So if you haven't seen that, go back and look it up. What's sparking the inspiration for this talk is a particular uh, a particular viewer question that we had during that panel that we weren't able to address, but it is so important. So we're dedicating an entire episode to it. And the question was that this is all great, that, that panel discussion that we had, but how do we protect small children and babies and young children from the shedding? This particular grandma said she's she just can't give up, give uh, babies ivermectin. What about vaxxed grandmothers who want to hold and kiss their six-month-old baby? Should we allow it. Seriously, this is a huge problem and we agree. So we're bringing on Dr. Northrup to talk about this very important subject and how we can all hold our babies uh, confidently and safely and how we can move forward in all of this. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers, educating ourselves and forging a new path forward. Hear from real people faithfully pursuing freedom. This is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. Dr. Northrup, welcome onto the show. Thank you. What a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I love the intro too, by the way. It's fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. That's just the the mission here that we have on Faithful Freedom. And you and all those doctors were a part of it, you know, during our panel. So we're so delighted to have you back here individually. And I just want to highlight for people some of your credentials. Most people are very aware of you and you're a very uh, esteemed OBGYN. You're board certified. You've got several books as well. The author of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, The Wisdom of Menopause and Goodness Never and Goddesses Never Age. Um, you've also had several eight highly successful public television specials. You've been on Oprah, the Today Show, NBC Nightly News. But what I really love, Dr. Northrup, is that in December in 2022, you were one of six women to re receive the Zelenko Foundation Rosa Parks Award. And you were honored for standing up for the truth, God, and light against all odds and, and censorship. And um, just briefly, tell us what an honor that was for you, considering everything that's been going on. Well, what was really fun about it is that during the time of Black Lives Matter burning down our streets and destroying Black-owned businesses, mm -hmm. I started to be called a racist. And I thought, uh, how, can, how can this be? Seriously. And I met Kevin Jenkins on a Zoom. And Kevin's there in his yellow sweater and he's looking great. And he goes, as a Black man, I understand a thing or two about slavery. This is the gateway to universal human slavery. Mm. 
and he has taken the work of Malcolm X and um, Martin Luther King a step forward. And that's why he was named the CEO of the Zelenko Freedom Foundation. And what, what Kevin wanted to do because of his grandmother, Lily May, and his own mother, he said, I, I have watched in this medical freedom movement, I have watched all of you women who have been out there saying this stuff for decades, getting no press whatsoever, and you've just been doing the work and it's about time we honored those who have been saying this stuff from the beginning, but you know aren't the ones on the mainstream media, which is of course, how long has that been going on? That, that's mm -hmm. just the way it is. That's just patriarchy. I mean, women only got the right to vote in 1920. So it's only been just a little over a hundred years. And so being awarded the Rosa Parks Award by a black man, after all of the stuff that I was called transphobic, QAnon conspirator, there's no such thing as QAnon, by the way, um, and uh, racist and transphobic and, you know, all the stuff that we're mm -hmm. called. It was a great honor. And I was there with my colleagues, Barbara Lowe Fisher, um, who wrote A Shot in the Dark and has mm -hmm. been working for vaccine injury awareness for 40 years, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Judy Mikovits who was a whistleblower on Fauci back in the 80s with the AIDS debacle where so many people were killed with AZT. Uh, and Maura McDonald, the founder of MAM, Millions Against Medical Mandates. And she's been working for 30 years in the autism community. So autism, parents whose children have autism from the vaccines have been marginalized, told they were making it up. Um, being given the name anti-vaxxer. If you're not an anti-vaxxer at this point, you really ought to be. I mean, <laughs> it, it means you're not very awake. And remember that all those terms were coined by the very people pushing the agenda. So quack was coined by uh, John D. Rockefeller with the Flexner Report, when in 1910, they shut down all the homeopathic, naturopathic, um, women-owned herbalist medical schools, everything that was natural, everything that wasn't patentable, everything that didn't come from a petroleum product, they made everyone think that was quackery and they invented the word quack. And then the CIA invented the word conspiracy theorist uh, following the Warren report after JFK's assassination. And then Big Pharma invented the word anti-vaxxer. So that's what you, what everyone needs to know. And I've been at this for a very long time. So when the COVID thing started, I could see it coming. I could just see it coming. I said, this is the craziest thing I have ever seen. Now, what was nutty to me was the number of my colleagues, the yoga teachers, the Rudolf Steiner, Waldorf school people, um, all those people just folding just, you know, virtue signaling with their, you know, getting their little inoculation and, you know, wearing proudly, you know, it's like I voted. It's like, you know, fully, you know, oh my God, I, I've, I found it was incredible. So I began to talk about it and right out of the shoot because of, because of my credentials, because I've been on all the mainstream stuff. I mean, I was on Oprah 10 times mm -hmm. um, and because of all that, by the way, 
I'm proud of this. In 2006 on Oprah, someone asked me, what do you think about the Gardasil vaccine? I said, it's a big mistake. And boy, was I right. And it had just <laughs> yes, been approved yes. then. Uh, so I'm used to being, you know, on that, on that leading edge. And at this point, though, it's become so crazy with the mainstream, with actually, frankly, there's a whole bunch of us who are pretty sure we'd rather die at home than go to the hospital at this mm -hmm. point. I mean, they have become um, prisons and they have become centers for murdering people with remdesivir. You hear that story all the time. It's on the podcast all the time. We just last yeah. week had two husbands whose wives were, they were forced into labor. They were pregnant, forced into labor, gave birth, and then died days later after giving birth. Put on vent ventilators. One of yeah. them given remdesivir against their will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what they did. This is like the you know killing nurses of the Nazi regime, and so my feeling is. And remember, on our one of the most shocking things when we did that panel mm -hmm. was it was Michelle, right, the the nurse. Yes. Uh, telling how she did not get her bonus because she questioned the 22 stillbirths a month at their hospital. And then the other nurses got their bonus and listen to this. You can't make this up. Their bonus was $6,666, just like the Bill Gates patent to connect your biometric data with cryptocurrency is 060606. It's it is such, you know, we talk about that on this show a lot too. It's the the spirit of the age is just everywhere right now. It's such a spiritual warfare that's happening um, all around us that is, you know, woven into all of this. And um, like you said, you know, it's such a tool of the enemy to have these terms out there and to shame people and to cast fear on them for standing up for the truth. And, you know, we've been told in the Bible how it's not going to be easy to stand for the truth. And, um, you know, we are living it and experiencing it right now. And I think that so many of us that myself that, you know, has, I was slowly w walking into all of this prior to COVID and then, you know, was thrust into it during <laughs> COVID. And, you know, I am, no longer like it's almost like yes i am an anti-vaxxer that's right that means i have opened up my eyes and i want to help you and i want to save you too i want you to know the information and at least equip you to make your own decisions rather than just you know spewing labels at people that's right and and here's what we can do at this point mm -hmm. you and i we've been out here we've been you know waving the flag of freedom um and telling people this is biblical and you know just uh you just have to go to uh, Ephesians and you know, Ephesians and Revelations is pretty much it. Um, and if you and you a lot of Christians haven't gotten that message, by the way, I did give our pastors a little talk. I said, I said, now, listen, guys, because one of them was up there preaching and he's talking about how was he going to uh, he had a um, woman in the congregation who had a miscarriage and she was devastated, but she got pregnant again and then had a second trimester loss. Mm -hmm. Well, those are happening in unprecedented numbers. I mean, you just never saw a second trimester loss like 17, 18, 19 weeks in the past. I just didn't see it. Now, I think Michelle had reported or maybe Dan McDyer 
at, at his hospital. You know, they had three of those last week. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when the pastor was talking about ministering to her when she lost the second baby, I sat there and I said, he doesn't know what's going on. So let me let me see if I can tell him what Satan's doing while he is doing his job. And so I did. I gave him a whole talk. They were the two pastors were wonderful, totally open to everything that I had to say. Um, you know, it's it's now <laughs> whether we can have you know a hearing for one of our national guardsmen who was kicked out because of his information on bioweapons and he wanted a religious exemption for the shot, which they you know whether or not we can use the the church for that, that will be where the rubber hits the road because as you know, in every community. Things are split. They're really, really split. And so that brings us, of course, to our topic today, which is you've had it. Okay, there's there's a few times I would tell you as a woman not to be around anyone who's had the shot. Mm-hmm. And that would be during your pregnancy. Just this is going to be hard. But if you want that baby to be okay, you can't risk being around newly boosted or inoculated people. That was going to be my question. The, the timetable on that, you know, if, if your, you know, your loved ones maybe got the, got it right after it rolled out, you know, that they didn't know they were doing what they thought was right. You know, we're talking about almost two years ago now at this point, Um, but you're fine then. That's right. You're You're fine. What we know is most of the deaths, most of the adverse events happen within the first month after having the shot. Now, I want to give you an example. Uh, One of my friends had her mother-in-law come over from Austria. She married an Austrian guy. Her mother-in-law came over and my friend, who's Mm postmenopausal, started hemorrhaging. Wow. Well, the mother-in-law failed to announce the fact that she had the booster basically before getting on the plane and they had to send her home. Now, Not everybody is that sensitive to spike protein or whatever else it is, because we don't know. Mm -hmm. Graphene oxide, uh, DARPA hydrogel, we don't know. So what I would say to to be prudent, if they've had a shot within the month, let's say, stay away and keep your kids away. Now, my grandkids um, and my daughter, her husband, moved to Florida. They have not been, but the kids are, you know, they're four and six. So they haven't had any problem whatsoever. But there are those those kids, uh, like we have VAERS data on two little girls who died, 18-month-old and and another one. We've had babies die from breastfeeding Mm -hmm. from an inoculated mother uh, dying with ITP, idiopathic thrombo cytopenia purpura. And as Jessica Rose points out, they are removing those cases from the VAERS database. And mm-hmm. she found that because she, you know, during the lockdown, she became an expert on, on the VAERS database. So I think the main thing is, all right, what did, you know, we cannot live in a spirit of fear. So what does fear do? And, and a little kid is going to pick up. I mean, you know how that is. Oh, yes. They, I mean, they pick up on whatever is going on mm-hmm. with parents, whatever is going on. So if you're constantly afraid 
and you get them to be afraid of grandma, that creates a situation where their immunity plummets, mm -hmm. literally. Um, Dr. Bruce Lipton in his book, The Biology of Belief, points out that our immune system, our entire electromagnetic field, our organs, our body is so sensitive to belief that you can scare someone to death. Let me give you an example. During 9-11, the heart attack rate in Portland, Maine tripled. Wow. Well, I believe it. Just think of now it is, um, it's fairly mainstream for people to consider stress as, as something that leads to medical issues and, um, things going on because it, it gets your immune system down. So I think that, that, um, people are accepting that scenario. And so many people, myself included, were trying to, you know, shout from the rooftops during COVID that these, that people that are going to the hospital in the nursing home, what have you, should not be alone, that love and, um, you know, relationship and all of that does have an effect on your, your physical, uh, you know, condition. Uh, well, it does. And so yeah. stress is a wastebasket term. It's like, it's a term we use way too much to sure. avoid the elephant in the room. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mom, here's what is stressful to me. You just got a booster and I have a newborn and I know you don't believe this, but I have a lot of data and I won't bother you with it. We've got to get to the point when we're around somebody who's clearly in the narrative, don't waste your time. Do not waste your time. I have been on this for three years. Have I awakened a single person with a medical study? No, because the mainstream that has everyone MK ultra brainwashed will have three studies that, that say, oh, well, that's been debunked. That's been debunked. Listen, everyone, if you want to laugh, go to my Wikipedia profile. I mean, come on. And if you want to know who's telling the truth, go to their Wikipedia profile. And if they haven't been slimed, you probably cannot trust them. I have a woman who's a, a fixer in New York City, and she goes, well, you know, I can probably fix your Wikipedia profile. I said, oh, no, that's a credential at this point. <laughs> like being, you know, one of the disinformation doesn't. No, don't take that away from me. Mm -hmm. I mean... <laughs> That's no, I'm I'm with you as someone who was smeared in the media for uh you know taking my stand. I totally agree with you. And if you just look at people on social media, even after the the panel discussion that we had with all of you guys, very esteemed OBGYNs, we provided multiple studies. You know, yep. people kept coming at us. Well, where's the studies? Where's the studies? I'm like, we spent the whole two hours talking about studies. What are you What are you talking about? And nope. Yeah, you're right. It it I love that you're so keep ex expanding upon that. I think you're right that it is a waste of time to just give them studies like that. It clearly yeah. doesn't change their so, mind. So what you want to do, and for every one of us, particularly women, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Now, if you're an empath like me, you probably are in a stage of your life where you believe that those people who are acting nefariously were just hurt in childhood and that, you know, that everyone can be saved. Well, maybe that's true, but
but it's not going to be me doing it. It's going to be Jesus doing it. So exactly. Jesus, you know, my dad used to have, uh, no, I had a woman come into my practice once and she was going to a 12 step meeting and, you know, trying to help her family. Mm-hmm. She goes, sometimes you just got to leave them where Jesus flang them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's not your job to change hearts. It's uh, yeah. it's God's job to do it's that. It's God. And now listen, mm-hmm. one in five people has a personality disorder, oh, narcissism, wow. um, borderline personality, and there's a spectrum from, okay, they're a little self-absorbed. Fine. It's, it's like Asperger's is a, you know, a form of autism, but you can deal with it. Yeah. And to outright. So with autism, okay, you're a little bit auto, you're a little Asperger, you're on the spectrum to downright. You're an adult, you're 24 years old, you can't speak and you're in diapers. All right. So mm-hmm. that's the spectrum with personality disorder. It's okay. They're a little self-centered, but I can live with it to They are a sociopath. The people running this psyop on humanity are sociopaths. I don't even think they're human. They may be um, hybrids with Draco reptilian off-worlders. Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) But I will tell you, they're not redeemable. And they're certainly not redeemable by you. And I believe that a lot of... I was saying this um, at the home of friends, and she had a bunch of doctors over And her daughter, who was recently out of some Bible college, just got up, couldn't help herself, and started to preach how this was about saving souls. And what was I doing? Of course, we had to save souls. It's like, no, you can't. Go ahead. I've been trying for 40 years. I've done the best I can. And I can't do it anymore because there are people who we are not meant to save. You can't, you can't. I want, I want your audience to know the most important thing you can do is rest in the Lord, rest in all of that. And you, you have to understand you're not God. You're not God. You're an instrument of the Holy Spirit. So you will be led like you can be kind, you know, um, I want to give you an example. Um, Steve Kirsch was all over the New York Post the other day for offering some woman on the plane $100,000 if she would take off her mask, right? Uh And she didn't do it. Well, I was on a plane last week and the flight attendant was, you know, he was just elegantly dressed, but he had a mask on, older guy, but elegant. Mm -hmm. So I just walk in. I said, you're looking really elegant. Then I go to my seat. He passes me, you know, it's time to give you the coffee, whatever. He goes, you're the one who's elegant. Okay, good. On the way out of the plane, he's standing, you know, thank you and all that. And I look at him and I say, you know, I would love to see that elegant face behind that mask. And he takes it off. I mean, you don't have to be Steve Kirsch, like, <laughs> let's just um, uplift people. Let's just up level. So I'm finding that I am as kind as I possibly can be to everybody, whether they're wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. I'm not out to convert them. They already are part of a religion. It's called a COVID cult Mm -hmm. and they're not going to change. And also we don't know what their soul contract is. We don't know what it is. 
a lot of people are going to be leaving. I wish this were not true, but a lot are going to be leaving. And so the soul family, everybody, is me and Taryn. We're your soul family because chances are very good that the soul, the family you were born into, you're the black sheep of that family. The, the, the awake ones often are. Now, not always. My whole family, my brothers, my sister, um, nobody, nobody took the shot. But I, you know, I was red pilling them from the beginning. But remember, in my home growing up, my parents signed out of the hospital against medical advice, like on a couple of occasions. And my brother would be dead if they hadn't taken him out of the hospital. So I did not grow up thinking doctors were gods. They were Aunt Harriet and Uncle Robert. And they had, you know, they were two doctors. My dad was a dentist. They're both doctors. So I learned early on, they're, they're just human. And we were the health nuts, you know? So anyway, what I would say to a woman who has a new baby, first of all, there's this thing called the fourth trimester, which yes. we would all do very, very well to honor. And that is your body is the placenta for that baby after it's born, the baby entrains to your biorhythms. You shouldn't be taking that kid out anyway. I wish I had known that, I didn't. But you need to be um, entraining the sleep cycles, the baby's nursing, protect yourself and get the father of the baby to stand up in the divine masculine and protect you. And, and sometimes let's say that it's his mother who wants to hold the baby. And then he's caught between his mother and you. Let me just say this, guys, if there's any men, if there are any men watching, um, you've got to choose your wife first. You've got to choose your wife first or that marriage is never going to work. So you've got to cut the cord with your own mother and stand up for your wife and your children. So... And then the other thing, uh, obviously, you don't want to feed your kids a lot of sugar, a lot of junk food, keep them away from screens. Screens are very addictive. They are so addictive. And we know that they've got subliminal messages going in all the time. So limit the screens. Now, I understand on an airplane, you got a toddler. You have my permission to use the iPad. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, really. that's the only, that's a special occasion. We're very, uh, we're there with you. You know, we've actually, we have a two and a half year old and, you know, we travel long distances to visit family and we have yet to, I'm proud to say this, we've yet to use the iPad with her and she's, she's survived. It's incredible. Oh my God. That is wonderful. And here's <laughs> what you find. I have a friend whose little boy, she, she would notice Whenever he got on an iPad, he would start to get angry and have tantrums. And so she just took away the iPad. What it requires, everybody, requires you to be a parent. Mm -hmm. You've got to interact with your child. And that's why people do, you know, the TV is the automatic babysitter and all the rest of it. So where we are right now in our culture is we're at a time when there's, you know, the remnant, the, the ones, those of us who are going to survive um, and thrive are almost a different species at this point. Uh, the last three years have revealed who someone really, really is. 
what they really believe. And about 70% of people live in a consensus reality. They don't actually know what they think. They're not connected to the God inside. You know, they're, they're not they're not connected in any way. And a lot of religions, you know, they'll tell you, well, you know, that you got to go to the priest or you got to go to, uh-uh. It's you have to have a relationship with God. You have to become a, a beacon of goodliness and godliness. Well, 70% of people are not doing that work. Oh, I follow CDC guidelines. I follow what the FDA is doing. By the way, everybody, the FDA just approved the COVID shot for six-month-olds oh, and then perfect. also the booster. This is just genocide. You, you want to kill your baby? Give them a COVID shot. Mm -hmm. And all the other vaccines are now going to be mRNA. Now, here's what we're seeing, though. This is the death of big pharma. Yes. So don't be afraid. It's the death of big pharma. And for every one of those sociopaths, running the world, there are thousands of us. And if we stand, you know, like putting on the armor of God, if we just stand in that, we'll be fine. I mean, we'll be absolutely fine. It's funny. I talked uh, yesterday to, a, I did a podcast with a guy in England and his former wife put their son in the hospital for some kind of infection in his hand. He heard about it and went into the hospital and I said, how did you get him out? Because under the uh, Patriot Act, hospitals were made into uh, almost part of the judicial system, the jail system, and all mm -hmm. of that was why you couldn't get your people out of there. I mean, there were SWAT teams that I know, uh, you know, who, who did that. Um, but you, you basically couldn't. Yeah, it was and, incredible. You were a prisoner in the hospital. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. literally. So... I said, how did you do that? He goes, well, I go in and there's, you know, a guard there. You have to put on a mask. I'm not putting on an effing mask, um, I, but you have to not doing it. And then he said, I'm just here to get my son. And the guard just goes, okay, you know, okay. Cause he was in the military and he knew how to bring it on if necessary, not to kill anyone, but you know, sure. and then he goes up to the son's room and the nurse was horrible. And he just got his son and took him out of there. Here's the thing, everybody. The Red Sea will part if you have faith. Mm -hmm. But as long as you are asking for permission, it's not going to happen. What's happening right now that I'm seeing, at least in our group here in Maine, people are running for school board. They're running for, we had one guy, he's a special forces medic who had an IED blow up in his face over in Iraq, and he's done a huge amount of healing. Well, he and his wife bought a um, farm up in a little town in Maine. And then they saw how the World Economic Forum and the people from the government had infiltrated even this little town. And so what did they do? His wife, whose father had a cleaning company, decides that she's gonna apply for the job to clean the town hall so that she's there and knows everything that's coming in, all the papers from the state. And then her husband runs for selectman and he just got the, the thing. And those two, that, those two together have cleaned out the, that little town. They have awesome. they've shown people 
how the mother weffers, or that's the World Economic Forum, how they've come in, what they're doing. And uh, once, once people know, you get someone, see, if you get a special forces medic who's on mission, he's on mission. He's also teaching all these men. They go out, you know, for a weekend and they learn all the survival thing and the maneuvers and they learn how to shoot. And what it does, it's interesting. He showed me a picture and they all, and then suddenly it's like, wow, that, that survival training just put the handsome back on the guys because mm -hmm. their testosterone levels are rising. You see. Yeah. It gives them their meaning, their, their manhood back. And yeah. I think the same can be say, said for women too, that I think so many people in society have been stripped of their God-given roles and, um, and therefore they're stripped of their, their meaning. And so they feel so lost. So whether it's a man, uh, with being emasculated or a woman, you know, being, you know, motherhood or different things being stripped from her due to, you know, what society has put on them. I think that, um, when we're, when we say, okay, we want to step back into those roles, it can just really, um, bring a person back into the light. It does. It absolutely does. So think about it. <clears throat> the feminine wants to be cherished. The mm -hmm. masculine wants to be respected. And when you, when you respect a man, he feels cherished. Yeah. And when you cherish a woman, she feels respected. Yeah. So it, it, it all works out. But we have gotten that so messed up. And I know because I was on the front lines of the women's movement, mm -hmm. you know, in the 70s. And I watched what happened to women, you know, free love. Uh-huh. Yeah. On the other end of the table, I saw what that did. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm with you on all of that. And I think that it's wonderful that you're giving people this, this message because it's so needed right now. And, you know, diving into the medical aspect of this with, with the shedding and that's all very important, but you know, the, the spiritual aspect is, is really the most important. So I appreciate you, um, you honing in on that. And I do want to let people know here before you give, you know, your last, uh, your last statement here that people can go on to drnorthrop.com slash newsletter and they can receive a free audio excerpt from your best-selling book, Dodging Any Energy Vampires, uh, titled The Causes of Health, which is great because we are talking about, you know, those those energy suckers uh, right now. And so you can sign up for your bi-weekly newsletter that's free. And that's so wonderful. Um, that's something that people that people can take part in at, at your website. But, you know, any last thoughts on all of this with people that are, um, you know, like our, our viewer here that submitted this question who are, you know, just looking for some assurance that, okay, you're a vaxxed grandmother, maybe, um, you know, after you've gotten the booster, you need to stay away. But, you know, let's fast forward to a year or two in the future where some of these grandmothers are, you know, whether it's detoxing or just being, having a sense of peace of, of moving on. What do you, what do you say to them? This is where the person who got the shot is going to have to, if, if they don't do this, they're not going to be fully in their power. I believe God can heal anything. I know God can heal anything, but there's this thing called repentance and repentance just means I did that. I shouldn't have, I need, I put, I sullied the temple of my Holy spirit and I'm sorry. And then you'll be forgiven, but you have to admit 
that you went along with something that you shouldn't have gone along with that was not of God. You have to admit that. And if you don't, you will not get better. There's something about, you know, we don't, I certainly forgive those people who didn't know any better. Yes. But I know for them, they won't get better until they literally repent. That doesn't mean get out a flail. My mother had a friend who was in one of those orders as a nun, you know, the flail. Mm -hmm. It's not that. It's that I sinned against my soul and my physical body. And I didn't know, but I do now. Then you don't stay there. You don't stay there. Oh my God. You know, and then carry the guilt around. I mean, I have a friend whose husband died during COVID and she will not let go of the notion that she gave him COVID, that she came home from the office and she gave him COVID. It's like, you didn't. No. You didn't. He, he died of congestive heart failure. That guy had heart failure for seven years. Please. But she, the, the burden of I am guilty, I am guilty. No, we can't stay in guilt either. <clears throat> then what you do if you've had the shot, and like you said, many people got the first dose back in April 2021. They didn't know they woke up quickly. Yeah. Okay. So I feel they're going to be fine, but they're going to have to pay way more attention to their health. So no vaping, no smoking, limit alcohol. You got to exercise. You got to drink clean water. Stand on the earth. The earth has an electromagnetic field that will decrease cellular inflammation. If you can't stand on the earth, hug a tree or grab a tree branch. That will ground you. There's so many things. Oh, and don't be afraid of the sun. We've all been taught to be afraid of the sun. Don't we need the sun? Now, you don't need to go bake at noon with no sunscreen on. But there's so much to be said for being outside. We get energy from the firmament, from the stars, from the sun. And kids especially mm -hmm. need to be playing outside. And it's been fascinating to watch what's happened to playgrounds. So now all these playgrounds that they're building have this cushy plastic, you know, so that the kid doesn't fall on the ground. I, I don't know how any of us lived to tell the tale. I mean, you know, seriously. Yeah, I know. I grew up. I grew up in the in the woods and running around. Not any of those. Uh, I mean, I guess at school on the playground they had those iron chips, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it just in general. Yeah, I mean, kids can play without taking them to a designated uh, park. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And as a mother of two littles, I can, I mean, my kids yearn to be outside. They go over to the window and want to be outside. And, and it totally changes their mood when you, when you do take them. That's right. That's right. So just remember, we're going to be okay. And those of you with little, little people, please remember that these souls, they came here very advanced and they came, they knew they're coming to build the new world. So you know, they're, they're different than we were. Many weren't drugged at birth. Let's start there, but they're different. So pay attention to them. Suffer the little children to come on to me. You be as little children to enter the kingdom of heaven. So that needs to be our priority. It absolutely needs to be. And take them out of public school. 
Absolutely. (laughs) We talk about that a lot on this show too. Um, Just overall taking ownership of you and your family and breaking free of the, of the, you know, the chains of, of corporate society that has put us there. And, um, you know, we can all do so together and move forward as communities. And like you said, as uh, brothers and sisters um, in Christ and in in God. And I think that um, it's, it's a, strange, exciting, and a little bit scary, but again, exciting time um, to be in. And I'm honored to have people like you uh, pouring your wisdom into me and then myself being in a position to raise up the next generation. It's, it's uh, humbling to say the least. So thank you so much for, for your time and your wisdom and your information. One more time, anywhere that uh, people tell people where they can catch you. Yes, drnorthup.com sort of has everything, and that's D-R-N-O-R-T-H-R-U-P. I'm also on Twitter, at Dr. Chris Northrup. I have a Substack, True North, and uh, also I'm on Truth Social, and I have a Telegram channel. But my big channels are uh, the Substack and my newsletter, drnorthup.com, Twitter, and Telegram. Absolutely. That the newsletters are where it's at because you can actually um, give great information without being censored and That's format right. community yeah. there. So um, I appreciate that. And I hope people go to your website for that. And people can sign up for our newsletter at we the Patriots USA.org. Thanks. All right. <laughs>